perfect mess is my perfect mess. thinking about the conversation that I shared with you guys that I had with my youngest son, Jaden, who was asking me about my father and my childhood with him. And sometimes I feel like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I share here is is bad is like bad is damning to him you know what i mean um and don't get me wrong a lot of it is but i don't want the narrative to be that this man didn't do anything positive in my life or didn't have these moments where he showed he could be the dad that I always needed uh, because there were definitely glimpses of this and I wanted to talk to you guys a bit about that because I started thinking you know my my kids are with me for the next few days um, as their mom's out of town on business but I was cooking dinner. Uh, they're asleep, but I started cooking dinner for them uh, in preparation for the next couple of days because I'm just I'm just not gonna have enough time to come home and get them to all their sports and their events and then cook dinner. So I pre-made everything tonight so I can just warm it up for them for the next couple of days. But while I was cooking, you know, they're asleep now. But while I was cooking, I started thinking about tonight's podcast and I started thinking about times where my dad showed me glimpses of just where I looked at him and I'm like he's in there somewhere the the father that I've always needed is is right there that's in that very moment there he is. You know, I I wish for his sake there were more than just glimpses of those moments. Because I think our relationship would be a lot better than it is right now. And I say for his sake because maybe he would be able to forgive himself because I've already forgiven him. And I think if there were more than just glimpses of greatness with him, he would just be in a much better place personally right now. He'd have a better relationship with me. And at this point, it really doesn't matter, but the relationship he would have with his grandchildren would be uh, 
amazing, which is what I was trying to give him. And it turned out to just not be worth the hassle and allowing the past to somehow affect my children. So instead of me making an effort to allow their grandfather to be around them and be a part of their lives, I've, I had to flip it and, and, and basically protect them from stuff that he just couldn't let go. That had to do with the rest of the family. This is episode 135 of the Perfect Mess Podcast. And, you know, one of those instances where my father showed me that he had this side to him where it could be, he could be that dad, he could be that man, was I remember when my mom and him were wanting to get remarried when I was 13. You know, he had been out of jail for a while. My mom was always in love with this man. No matter what happened, she was always in love with him. But I remember I was still living at my grandparents' house. My dad was living there because that's where he needed to stay when he got out of jail. But when my mom would come pick me up and we would go do things, obviously they would talk and hang out and they ended up starting to go out again. And during that time, not knowing any better, I just kind of wanted my family back together. But I remember the conversation uh, like it was yesterday. I remember my, my dad sitting me down in the hallway by the front door and I remember him asking me, What would you, how would you feel if me and your mom got back together? How would you feel if we got remarried? And I said, why? And he said, well, I want, we wanted to ask you first because it's important. How do you feel about that? And I remember the look on his face. It was like he was asking for my blessing. And it made me feel important. And I remember saying, I think that would be great. I just want to have a home where my mom and dad are together. And he said, okay because we want to get remarried again. We're not going to have a big wedding. We're going to go to, I believe they went to Reno and they got married. But in that moment, I felt important. I felt included and I felt like my opinion mattered. And the way he talked to me was respectful, inclusive, and it was with love. And I never forgot that night. 
I didn't know that things were going to go so bad once they got remarried. But for that one moment, it felt great. It was just that glimpse right there that it just felt amazing. And I was excited about the idea of my family getting back together. You know, one of the other times was my, um, he didn't go to a lot of my games. Uh, he was always working. And in fact, he wasn't really around for any of my games until I got into high school. And I remember my football team, my junior year, uh, making it to the CCS playoffs. Our team was really good that year. And I was a junior in high school. We had won our first playoff game against uh, our rival. And then we moved on and we played at San Jose City College. And that was the biggest game I had ever played in my life. Um, we played against Bellarmine High School. No, not Bellarmine, St. Francis. We played against St. Francis, which was an all-boys private school in Mountain View. And they were supposed to be an amazing team that we were not even supposed to have a chance in winning. And... I had one of my best games that game. I was a flanker. I played flanker, which is a slot receiver. So if you're familiar with like Julian Edelman or uh, guys like that, that was me. Uh, but I had a really good game. That was one of my best games in high school. And we came up short. We were driving to win the game. And uh, we... We got spotted short on a fourth down. We went for it. And uh, and I believe to this day, because I have the videotape, I believe we got it. And the referee marked the ball back. And we ended up losing on a fourth down play. But we were driving to win the game. We were down only six points. And uh, we ended up losing. But I remember how excited he was for me after this game. And the reason why I remember it is, like I told you, he wasn't at very many games. So, I remember when I made my last catch, going across the middle, a little slant pattern, and then I once I caught it, I cut it up the middle, and I think I got like 25, 30 yards or something. I remember hearing him yelling. And I remember hearing him say, yeah, baby boy. As clear as day, just loud. Yeah, baby boy. And I never forgot hearing that from the stands when I was on the field. I, I heard it clear as day. And when I was done with the game, I was a little bummed that we lost because our season was over. 
But he was so excited. He came up to me after the game and he gave me a big hug. He's like, he's like, man, you had such a great game. You played good, baby boy. And gave me a big hug. And it was one of the only moments I remember him being so excited about seeing me play and how good I was. And he was so proud. And the crazy thing about that, what I heard him yell from the stands, that's what I say to my kids today. I said it tonight to my my youngest. I said, I love you, baby boy. Gave a big hug. And I say that to Jordan. I don't know subconsciously if that's where I got it from or what, but I say it. But I remember him yelling at the top of his lungs from the stands at San Jose City College. Yeah, baby boy. And it was another glimpse of, God, if I had that throughout my childhood, man. If he was there from day one when I first started playing baseball, if he was there from day one when I first played football, and if he was there with me, working with me, and going to practices and going to games and throwing the football and baseball around with me, how different would it have been for me? But all I got was a glimpse. You know, I remember there was a, another time where I had, this was back in my music days, I had put together uh, a barbecue for the San Jose community, people who were part of the music scene, to where everybody can come out. We could have, you know, barbecue, we could take an awesome photo uh, with, the, with everybody who showed up. And we could share it on our websites and, and everybody would be extremely proud of coming together in peace and whatnot. The San Jose music scene, I don't know what it's like anymore, but when I was coming up, it was it was very, uh, very tough because there was a lot of people who didn't get along. But on this particular day, I remember going to this to this park in Los Gatos. And it's just right outside of San Jose. And it was the safest part that we could have it. And I wanted to have it somewhere nice. But I remember showing up there. And the ra uh, the ranger tried to shut us down before we even got started. And my dad wanted to come. Jordan had just been born. Jordan was maybe four months old if that and my dad wanted to come so he came but I remember the ranger showing up saying there's too many too many people showing up he was going to shut us down and I remember my dad going hold on a minute I know him my dad goes up to this ranger and he knew him from back in the day they were going down memory lane talking and laughing he's like oh Ray he's like alright he's like alright Ray Molina he goes yeah, yeah, I remember. He goes, man, you should have told me. He goes, that's your son? He's like, 
He's like, oh, man. He goes, oh, you guys are good then. He goes, hey, just keep it peaceful and, hey, you're good. You guys are good. And uh, I remember my dad coming back saying, he's like, man, he goes, not all my connections are, are great from the old days. He goes, but he's one of them. He goes, so I'm glad I was able. He said, he said, we're good. Just keep it peaceful and we can barbecue here and have a big, you know, play music. Just be respectful. And I was like, right on, dad. He's like, man, they almost shut us down. He's like, I'm glad I knew this guy, you know, and but I could see it in his face that he was. um, He felt included. Kind of like how I felt when he asked me about marrying my mom again. He felt included. He felt like he did something to help things, you know, keep things going. And he was included. He was important. And that was very important for us to keep the event going that day. And I just remember having the barbecue and he wanted to barbecue he wanted to grill i was going to grill but he said i'll grill you go you know take pictures and go hang around with everybody and whatnot and he was on the grill all day and he was laughing he was telling stories you know about uh when he had his body shop and how he used to do two shorts car and how he used to this used to that and you know some of the guys would come to me like yo your dad's your dad's got crazy stories the hell like Yo, this this is where you get it from, huh? And I'm like, yeah, he's he's crazy. But again, in that moment, no drama, no BS. It was a glimpse of what my life could have been could have been if we had more moments like that. If we had more mo- more moments where There was no alcohol involved with him. There was no drugs. There was no nothing. There was no jealousy. There was no anger. It was just him being the father that I know he could have been. And that was another glimpse of of what could have been to me that that that's another glimpse of greatness like I, he shined in that moment i have pictures of that day somewhere around here uh and it's wild that was a really good day but it you know those days didn't last they were so Guys, I mean, they were so far. Like, I mean, look how far and in between they were. I just told you a story about me being in the CCS playoffs in high school my junior year. That second story about the barbecue happened when I was 34. So that was years. It was like 16 years later. Thir- uh, six, 17 years later. just too many too much time in between and everything in between that was chaos and that's putting it lightly that's that's being generous everything in between those years that were there's gaps was chaos
There was a time when we spent a Father's Day together. When Jordy was probably three. And Jaden was just born. You know, he was... Jordy was going on three. Jaden... Yeah, Jaden wasn't even one yet. And I remember my dad coming down for Father's Day. And we had this car, this this car that, you know, the kids, you can get in there and you can use your feet and kind of, you know, mosey around the, the, the sidewalk with your feet as pushing the car around. And um, I remember watching my dad you know, push Jordan around in the car laughing. And I remember Jaden, I mean, Jordan laughing. And I remember, uh, my ex-wife standing out there holding Jaden in her arms, watching him. And I went over there to, to help. J- I think something happened with the wheel and I went to fix the wheel of the car. And I remember my ex-wife saying, Hey, stand right there. Um, let me take a picture of you guys. And it was kind of like she wanted to catch this moment because I believe she saw what I saw. And she snapped a photo of me, uh, my father and the kids. And I remember like thinking in that moment because my dad was so uncomfortable around kids. Like he just didn't, he wasn't very good around kids, just wasn't. And that day he was, he wasn't nervous. He didn't seem uncomfortable. He was in, he felt, it was like he was in his element and having kids is not in his element, but he was, he was grandpa that day. And I just remember him having fun, you know, pushing his grandson around. And that is what I wanted. That is, that is the life that I wanted at that moment. I wanted him fully focused on just being a grandfather and enjoying that. And unfortunately, we couldn't. We couldn't get past the stuff. Like he he couldn't let go of the past with regards to my mom, the years, the the way he thinks people look at him. Uh, the stuff that he did that he denies, like every chance he got, he brought it back up. And it wasn't just bringing it back up. It was blasting people on social media, having to get blocked and doing all these things. But that day in that moment, I remember saying, if it could be like this every time, that is what I see. That, that, that's greatness. That's, that's who he is. He's a grandfather. And in that very moment, he showed it. And I just wish we could have taken that, bottled it up and, 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 you know, and grew, you know, built on it. And we couldn't. And it sucks, man. It really sucks. There was one other time that I remember so vividly. And this 
this memory is actually what spawned me to talk to talk about all of this on this podcast. This is the first one that came to my mind when I started thinking about all this. And it was a parenting moment, believe it or not. Jordan was two. And I remember being in the living room. My dad had come down to visit. And he just was not listening. He was just like, he was doing whatever he wanted. I think he was hyped up because we had visitors and he was just doing things. And I, I remember telling him, stop, Jordan, relax, stop. And he kept going, banging, banging. I said, Jordan, stop what you're doing. Knock it off. No more. And then he looked at me. And I remember my dad looking at me and going with a half smile. He's like, hey, hey, take it easy. He's okay. He's fine. I'm like, I know. He just gets, he goes, take it easy. All right. He's okay. And I remember in my head going, who is this dude telling take it easy? Does he remember who he is? Does he remember how he was? Like he was crazy. Like, I'm not going to rehash all the stories, but you guys know the stories I told you. Like, but in that moment, this is what I got from that moment that he must have saw a glimpse of himself in me at that very moment and felt the need to say, Hey, Take it easy. He's okay. It's all right. Take it easy. He's fine. Because my dad had never done something like that. Never. That's not how he talked. That wasn't his mannerisms. Nothing. But in that moment, I saw that glimpse of my father telling me as a parent, relax. Your son is okay. He's okay. You don't need to go so hard on him. I'd only been a father for two years. So I was definitely still learning. And I remember that so clearly. I remember his face, the half, the little half smile, like a very peaceful smile, like take it easy. He's okay. And it makes me, it makes me wish that I had more of that because I needed it. At that time, I needed it. Because, you know, if I would have gotten that during that time, I would have also got the, hey, something's going on at home. I don't know if you see it, but I see it. You need to you need to figure out what's going on, but something's definitely going on at home, and I don't want you to, I don't want you to go through what I did. But I see something's wrong. There's a disconnect. Go talk to your wife. Just trust me. Go talk to your wife. I know that if if I got that, if I got that dad, that grandfather at that moment from that point on 
that I also would have gotten that from him. Because at that very moment, in that glimpse of a moment, he was locked in as a father to me and as a grandfather. And if we could have duplicated that moment, I know he would have saw something in my relationship with my ex-wife. And he would have said, hey, I don't know if you see it. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. And if you do, I'll stay out of your business. But if you don't, I'm noticing something. And I don't want you to go through what I went through with your mom. But all I got was a glimpse. And not not shortly after that is when I had to cut ties with him. Because a bunch of stuff happened after that. That I, I just had to, I had to walk away. And I know I did the right thing. You know, if you are a father and you are listening to or watching this podcast, or maybe you're going to be a father, if you are just glimpses of greatness here and there with your children, you are going to fail. You're going to fail. You have to find a way to turn those glimpses into long lasting standards of what you're going to be as a father. It can't be a glimpse here and there because it's going to cost you your relationship with your children. It's going to cost you your relationship with your wife, your spouse. That's why they're called a glimpse. Because it's just a a quick hint of what this person could be. And then it's gone. Your kids don't want to see a glimpse of a great father. They want and they need a great father. It requires you to be on your game day in and day out. Encouraging, loving, comforting, disciplinary when it is necessary. imputing things into their brains that's going to help them. And more importantly, time. It's important that you give them your time. Because I'll tell you, man, that's what most kids want. I just want your time, dad. I just need your time. 
But when you give them your time, make sure that it's valuable time. Make sure that it's time that they're always going to remember. Because if you're giving them their t- your time and it's filled with yelling, it's filled with arguing, it's filled with high tempers and just high anxiety and all that, all you're going to do is damage them for the rest of their lives. I think, I hope, and I pray that I have been spot on with this with my children. I think I have. I think maybe they saw glimpses of what I could be if I was a shit father. But nothing that's long lasting. I think if they do have any glimpses of that, they're damn sure happy that they have me the way I am now. Because I make it my duty to be a great father. Or I would not be getting on this podcast talking to any of you. The one thing I do great is I I father and I parent my kids. And I hope it encourages all of you to do the same. I hope that when you get on my social media and you see what I do with my kids, I hope that you see that I am the same person there that I am on here, that nothing changes. I hope that you see, like, no, this guy is consistent. He's consistent on his podcast. He's consistent on his social media. And honestly, when I met him in person, he's consistent. He's the same guy. Do not be a glimpse of a great father for your children. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your children. These little stories I'd share with you right now, they were, they just... They make me wish that I could have tied all these moments together closer without all the years in between. Because I think my life would have been a lot better growing up. I think my father and I would have had a great relationship. But we couldn't do it. And I'm okay. I don't play the victim. I was dealt the hand I was dealt for a reason. And I know that because of that, I am the man I am today. So I don't sit here and and whine or bitch and moan about the, the hand I was dealt with my father. I share these stories with you because I hope they encourage you to not make the same mistakes. I hope they encourage you to be better. And honestly, I share these stories because I hope that it comes through the audio or the video, I hope that it comes through that, that I, that I love my father, that I still love my father, that no matter what has gone on in our past, I still love him. I pray for him every day. 
Yes, I do wish that our relationship was better. I do wish that he had a relationship with my kids. But life doesn't always work out the way you want it to. But I love him. I pray for him. And if we ever turn over that leaf, it'll be a good day. That's all I got, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I think this one was more for me, but I want to share it for you with you guys. And I hope, I hope it does help one of you guys out there. If, if you're listening and and you're like, man, I needed to hear that. I hope it helps. I love you guys. Uh, I hope you're well. And like I always tell you guys, man, uh, my website is uh, raymolina.com, www.raymolina.com, bookmark it. Uh, I got book reviews. The podcast is on there you can listen to. Uh, I have an online store where you can buy merchandise, um, blogs, writings that I do. You can share everything on there on social media. It has buttons on there. You can share it on X and Facebook and Instagram. That's raymolina.com. Make sure to bookmark it. And uh, the podcast is on Instagram and TikTok. It is at the perfect mess pod. And if you would like to follow my two personal pages on Instagram and TikTok, it is at it's Ray Molina. And the YouTube is youtube.com slash the perfect mess pod. If you are watching right now, please make sure you subscribe. Please hit the notification bell so you get all the notifications of when I put up new content. And hit the thumbs up if you like it. Thumbs down if you don't. Totally understand. This isn't for everybody. But uh, please like, follow, subscribe, leave a review, comment on any platform that you're listening to Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, wherever you're listening or watching, please, uh, help me out. The numbers are crazy on my YouTube right now. Yes. I only have a hundred subscribers, but the, over the last 28 days, my numbers are up, I think 1800%, which is wild. So thank you all of you guys. All right. Uh, that is all I got. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is episode 135 of the perfect mess podcast. All right. Like I always say, my life isn't perfect. Oftentimes it is a mess, but for me, it is the perfect mess. Peace. Perfect mess is my perfect